Welcome to the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. My name is Garen Gardner. I'm the technical marketing manager for Autodesk Inventor. Today is August 12th, and this is episode number 27. This particular episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the standard features that you probably use day in and day out, extrude, revolve, sweep, and loft. Maybe not so much sweep and loft, but I'm going to talk about some of the, the termination capabilities that we have that you may not be aware of. So to do this, I have a quick little example that we'll run through a number of different cases and give you an idea of some of the extra tools or some of the tools that you have inside of the, the standard features that you may already use. So let's take a look at my screen and you'll notice that we have just a, a particular sketch here and we've got a couple of surfaces that we've extruded. Now these could be solids but mostly just to help out with this exercise they're surfaces. Uh, but what we want to do is we want to take in fact, let's turn off that sketch that we don't necessarily need. You'll notice that we have each of these uh, profiles or each of these cylinders, and we want to extrude to both of them. We don't want to have to do it in different, uh, different extrusions. So I'm just going to go into my extrude, and we'll specify that we want to bring that up to those particular surfaces. So, you know, probably the most commonly used is distance. I can just drag out a particular distance, or I can do two next which will notice that I can specify a termination and it'll just extrude to that particular feature. I can also do two, which in this case I could extrude right up to it, or in this case we're going to say from two, and I'm going to say from the bottom cylinder to the top cylinder, and let's hit OK. And what we'll notice here is it's actually extruding to the, the, the most furthest extents of those surfaces. So you'll notice that it's terminating at the outer diameter of those particular cylinders. Well, you may not want to do that. So what we're going to do is come in and edit that feature. You'll notice under the More tab, we have an option here that we can flip the direction. So let's flip the direction on one of those. And you'll notice it didn't really do a whole lot for us. The other option in here is the ability to do a minimum solution. And what you'll notice there is it's doing a minimum solution on that particular side depending on the, the direction of the arrow. Now I also can come in here and let's say that we wanted it to be minimum distance both directions. We can flip the other direction and we'll notice now that it's terminating at the, the most inner portion of those two surfaces. So instead of having to do this as multiple operations, I can do it all in operation with those different options. Now I also have the ability, let's just back up here a little bit, and one of the things that we added in Inventor 2009 was the, the ability to extrude to a point. So a little earlier I showed that you can select a cylinder and extrude to that, but what if I want to extrude to maybe a vertex or a point in my model? So you'll notice that I can use that to option and select that vertex, and I can extrude right to that vertex. Now the nice thing about this is it's completely associative to that underlying sketch. So if I take a look at this, you'll notice that I can grab that point, drag it out, and just do a quick update. You'll notice that that feature is automatically terminating at that point. Now one of the tips I did in the blog a while ago, just as a side note, if I look at this sketch, you'll notice that I created a driven dimension from the origin point to the center of one of the circles. And then I created a, a dimension here that was basically a, a dimension I could key in a value 
and I just took the overall distance of that driven dimension and times it by two. So now dynamically I can drag that point around and it's automatically keeping the other one, it's a mirror of it. Now I could have mirrored it over, I could have created a line and made the line equal length, but just another way of, of doing that. So there's some of the termination capabilities with extrude. Well, let's get rid of that particular example. And we don't need some of those, that geometry. And we'll take a look at our revolve. So you'll notice here that I have a couple of surfaces. And we'll go into my revolve dialog. You'll notice something very similar that I have. I can do a full revolve. So I can do a 360 degree revolve. And let me step back one second. One thing I also did, you'll notice in my sketch, I took that center axis and I, I put on a center line constraint, or not a constraint, but basically uh, I changed it from a regular geometry to a center line. What this allows me to do, as soon as I go into revolve, it automatically looks at that and revolves, excuse me, about that axis. So it, it uh, removes me from having to pick that line as my center line. So depending on what you're doing, that may help out when you're creating your sketch just to quickly do that. I can also come in here and do it by angle, so I can specify a 90 or 45 degree angle. These are probably the two most common in Revolve. I also can come in to Next, which allows me to select a cylinder, and you'll notice here that it's revolving to that cylinder, and we can see that it terminates at that. We can also come in, let's revolve to again, and instead of to Next, I can do two. You'll notice that I can flip the direction. You can see the preview there that it allows me to flip the direction. We can go mid-plane, where in this case it's not really giving me quite what I want. Let's do minimum solution. And you can see with minimum solution, it's just removing that inner portion. So again, with that minimum solution and doing a revolve two, it allows me to do a lot more than, uh, instead of having to do multiple operations, I can do it in one operation. And then I can do from two. So we may say from one plane to another plane. And again, you'll notice some of these options that I have. I can do minimum distance or not. And then I can also flip the direction. So that minimum distance is really helpful when you're trying to figure out how you want this to work. And then finally, we have full. So you'll notice that the, we can do it by angle, or I believe that the default option is full when you first go into it. So there are some really nice options in there in creating your, your Revolve. In fact, some of those we added in 2000, uh, 2008. So we'll just do a minimum solution there, and you can see what that looks like. So let's go over to the next one, which is Loft. And some of these I don't necessarily need. So with a loft, this is something that uh, many of you probably haven't played with or you haven't played uh, too much with it. We have a couple of different options and I'm not going to go too deep in the loft. This is probably something that I'll do a little bit more at another time. But some of the things we have the ability to do, you'll notice with a loft I can select a couple of different profiles. And in this case, similar to an extrude, it's just going from one point to another point we could actually come in, let's go to that initial sketch and put something like a circle in here and we can do a transition from one shape to another shape. So I can go from that profile to the next profile and I can see I'm going from square to round.
Now, I, I also could come in and add additional profiles in here. If I wanted in, in the loft, I could create a couple of rels that I wanted to, that loft to follow or a center line that I wanted it to follow. So you have some options as far as how that's going to work. But what I wanted to talk about today is some of the termination cases. So I'm going to go back and undo putting that circle in there. We just have a couple of rectangles. And we saw a second ago how if I go into loft, we can loft from a couple of different profiles. And then we also can loft to a point. So you'll notice that I select that point. And let's just go to a side view of that. And you can see that it's giving me a nice smooth transition from one profile to the next to that particular point. I also may want to change that termination at the point. So you'll notice that I can come in here and at that point tell it that I want to have it tangent to a particular plane. So I could even come in and say let's make it tangent to that plane right there and I can adjust the angle of how that's going to terminate to that particular plane. So there are a lot of things that you can do with the termination to that. Now you also, when you come into loft, you may want to do, instead of a nice smooth transition from point from, uh, from profile to profile to point, you may want it to just be a very linear transition. So we can see that we do a loft, one loft there, and then we can do another loft that goes from that face to that point, which that point is a little bit hard to see. In fact, I may have deleted it. Oh, there we go. Let's rotate so I can, there. So if I just accept that, you'll notice that it gives me a very linear path. So if I do each profile uh, separately, you'll notice that it just gives, gives me hard edges instead of a nice smooth transition. And I can also mix between them. So I have just a, I could have extruded this up since it's not changing profile. But now when I create my loft, let's go from this face to that point. And at this time, we want to change the condition or that treatment to be maybe tangent. Let's look at the side to see what this is going to do. We can see that it's making it tangent to that point. We can also tell it to be tangent to that particular point. So the takeoff here is tangent. And it's tangent to that particular point. So you get a lot of control. And in some cases, you can actually control the weighting, and you can also flip the direction at uh, how it's transitioning that. And then again, if I wanted to select an angle here, we could see that I could help transition it with that particular angle. So with this, you'll notice that I can get some pretty crazy shapes with some very simple geometry here with just a, a couple of different lofts. So again, you know, a loft, you can do multiple profiles that are different shapes to one another. Or in this case, we, we just went from a couple of, of rectangles to a point, and we were able to do some, some pretty cool things with that. Now, the final thing that we want to do here is let's just get rid of what we've worked on there. And we want to take a look at some sweeping capabilities. This is kind of a fun one. This is something that you probably don't use it much, but it has a lot of, uh, I think it has a lot of application for what some of you may do. So let's go into the sweep dialog. You'll notice we have a couple of different things here. Uh, one of the things that we have is if I select a profile and a path, you'll notice that if we look straight down on this, it's basically taking that shape and it's just sweeping it along that entire path. Now it's always tracking normal 
to the path. So that profile is always staying normal to the path. So it's a constant distance from the center line to the outer edge of your shape. Now, I may want to have the profiles be parallel. So if I change that, you'll notice that it gets thinner here because it's keeping that circle parallel the whole time to that original uh, profile. So we can see that it's actually getting a little bit thinner here. And probably at some point, you could have it overlap and cause problems if that, if that center line kind of came back in the opposite direction. A couple of other things that we can do here. We can tell it, uh, in fact, let's just accept that. We can see what it looks like. And then I can also take something like, we'll do another sweep. We can take something like that profile, and we just want to follow around the top edge of this particular shape. And it's a little bit hard to see what this shape is, but you can see that we just want it to follow that particular shape, and we'll create that. And you'll notice that it just gives us kind of a lip around my entire part. Now one of the things, if we look at the back of this, you're going to notice that it's not keeping a constant thickness. It's actually changing this, this distance here, if I look at that, is not the same as this distance here. And that may be something that you're interested in. So we have a couple of different options to control that. So let's go back into Sweep. We'll select the same profile. We'll select the 3D sketch. Now under here, I have something called a path to guide surface. I can select a surface, and it's actually going to take that surface and that profile. That profile is always going to track normal along that path. So we'll give it a second to update that, and we'll actually apply that. And we'll notice now, if we go around to the back, that it's giving us a constant thickness uh, similar to what we saw at the front at the bottom. So if it's eight millimeters in, in the front, hopefully that's making sense. But if we look at this distance, if that's eight millimeters or a half of an inch from point to point, if I come down here, should be the same distance from this point to this edge. So I should, if this was a, a pipe, or if there was a pipe I wanted to slide this in, I should be able to slide it in. It shouldn't cause me any problems. So this is uh, a nice use for something like this. And there are a lot of different applications where you can use this. And then one more that I thought was interesting is we've taken an extrusion. We've, we've basically copied, let's see if I have, um, I, I took a profile that looked just like the end here, offset it a little ways, and then tapered it down, and then created a, a path that followed that. So you'll notice if I look at the top of here, it starts out at whatever distance this is, eight millimeters, half of an inch. And then if I look down here, it's actually tapering down to be much narrower towards this point. So if we wanted to create that profile that's going to get smaller as it sweeps around, we can use that as a guide curve. So you'll notice that we can come in here and much the same thing. We're just going to select our profile. We're also going to select our path that we want to follow around. We can see that it's giving us that profile. I can also use a guide rel. And we can select that guide rail that I've created. And let's look at the top view of this. And you'll notice that it starts out pretty wide here. And as it's coming down here, it's actually getting narrower. You can see it's much narrower here than it is at the top. So you can do some really interesting things with this that you may not have even thought about. 
In fact, if I come in, let's edit this one more time and we'll wrap this up. You'll notice that we can scale it in different directions. So if we look at this, I can tell it to scale it in just one direction. So if I look at the side of this, I can keep this thickness constant throughout the entire swept profile or I can have it taper as well. So you'll notice that it's thicker here, thinner here just like it is in the other direction or I can tell it to keep a constant thickness this direction but taper it in the other direction. So again, it gives you a number of different options when creating your sweeps. We've been able to cover some, some nice tools with extrude, revolve, loft, and sweep. So hopefully, I know that many of you are, are pretty advanced or proficient with Inventor. Hopefully there are a couple of these things that you may not have been aware of that will help you out in your design. I know oftentimes I end up doing multiple features because I don't think about these things, but you know, it may be that you work this into your standard, standard set of tools and you can use them more often. So with that, hopefully you were able to, to pick up some great things. Hopefully it was beneficial for you. As always, we appreciate any feedback. If there's something that you'd like to see in the future, certainly let us know. And um, with that, we'll catch you next time. Over and out. Jim, and this is Ted, and we're here to talk to you about Autodesk Digital Prototyping, right? Yeah, I guess. What's up? You okay? I'm just not a big fan. What, of digital prototyping? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I just don't see the benefits. You're kidding, right? What about not having to build all those physical prototypes, and all the time it takes to build them, test them, watch them fail? then having to go back, figure out why it failed, and then doing it all over again and again. With digital prototyping, you just do all of that digitally and validate everything while you work. Great. My favorite part, ruined. Wait a minute, you like building prototypes? No, I like breaking stuff. You have issues, don't you? It's human nature, you know? Digital prototyping from Autodesk. Build and break less physical prototypes. This is probably a bad time to start up my scrap metal business, huh? <laughs>